Welcome to BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the Axeman. Welcome back to the show. Since they announced an ARMS character for Super Smash Bros., and I've been getting back into Switch gaming after slacking off for most of this new decade, I thought I'd finally give ARMS its fair shake. And by that, I mean I downloaded the 10-day trial run of the game, where you have the entirety of ARMS at your disposal, and it's for free, but you only have it for, like, 10 days. I got my fill after one. Yeah, there's that old criticism that there's not really enough to do in ARMS, besides play multiplayer matches, and that's why the game has mostly fallen through the cracks since it was unveiled, since it was released, and... That was not an exaggeration, it is completely true. I know the game has its following, and I can respect that, but personally I need a little more meat on the bones before I could ever, as the kids say, stan. I hate how when I wrote that in the script, which I do for all my solo episodes, Microsoft Word actually recognized the lowercase stan. Ugh. For those not in the know, ARMS is a new Nintendo property for the Switch era, starring professional boxers with a fantastic ability to extend their arms. No one really knows why or how, it's just there. It's a silly fantasy universe, so no one's too fussed about it. Some of the fighters don't even have stretchy arms. One has stretchy hair, one simply operates a robot. At least two of them are robots. One of them is a weird snake guy. But they've made this phenomenon into a sporting event. Not only do you hit them with your extendable boxing gloves, but you can customize your hands in each round so that your punches can have different effects, like having an EMP or a dragon mouth that can breathe or bite or whatever, an electric shock hand. Not to mention each character having their own personal gimmicks and different quirks associated with each stage. Nintendo treated this game like Splatoon, where they give you very few things to work with at first, and it was all preceded by a global test play. With Splatoon, they called it the Global Test Fire. With ARMS, they called it the Global Test Punch, which I, I, I don't think that name sounds as good, and it's very obviously trying to bite off Splatoon there. And both these games also put a strong emphasis on the multiplayer experience while updating the game over time to add new content, mostly in service of the multiplayer modes. But while Splatoon had a strong multiplayer experience and a passable single-player campaign, ARMS has a pretty good multiplayer experience and no single-player campaign. You can do a Grand Prix, which is about as engaging as playing in Classic Mode in Super Smash Bros. And, spoiler warning, it's not really that engaging. In Super Smash Bros. 64, that was your only option if you didn't want to play with friends. That was in the mid-90s. We're in the late 2010s, into 2020 now, you can't do that anymore. You need to have a little more than that. Even the later Smash Brothers games would give you more to do in single player. Though I might beg to differ with Smash Brothers Wii U. You can play some mini-games all by your lonesome against some AI players, and that's fine, but none of these games really entice me to come back and play them over and over again for years to come. 
Most of them are kind of variations of other sporting events. At least one of them involves fighting a hundred versions of Helix, who's one of the weird-looking characters in the game. In a game about weird-looking characters. While games can lean heavily on their social aspects, I believe that there still needs to be a strong foundation for a solo player experience. Triforce Heroes had a similar problem where the game was designed with three players in mind, so playing by yourself was really cumbersome and not at all preferred. If you don't have someone to play arms with, you're mostly out of luck. And this game is not really nearly as popular as Splatoon or Smash Brothers or Mario Kart, so good luck with that. The Splatoon formula can be replicated, because Splatoon 2 did the same thing as the original, and it sold even better. Though in fairness, the Switch is a better-selling console, and Splatoon 2 did have a loyal veteran fanbase built into their new players. But still, ARMS doesn't really see as much limelight as Splatoon. You don't get Springman racing along Mario in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. They tried to do another Splatoon, and it just didn't quite work out. You gotta gotta have a bit of that single player in there. I didn't play much of the multiplayer for ARMS because I'm not actually very good at competitive games, and I was a newbie going up against the last cluster of people who were still playing ARMS in 2020. So, the bulk of the game didn't really appeal to me in that sense. But for what it's worth, I think ARMS is an inventive idea, and I'm glad that it'll get some more exposure with the Smash Brothers Ultimate DLC. Maybe we'll even get ARMS 2 or some kind of massive update to the original game. In general, I just like the idea of more Nintendo series getting limelight in the Fighters Pass, because... The only Nintendo characters to be part of Smash Brothers DLC, aside from returning characters, the only new Nintendo characters are Fire Emblem protagonists and the Piranha Plant. Maybe Banjo if you kinda squint, but not really, because he's pretty solidly Microsoft by now. Yeah, yeah, we need a little more Nintendo representation in the DLC. I feel like they're kind of getting a bit carried away with the guest characters, even though I do like most of them. Today's favorite songs would be early in the episode compared to usual. I haven't listened to the game's soundtrack all that thoroughly, and a lot of them are just variations of the main arms motif. But the character themes that stuck out to me was uh, Helix's theme is very fun. Max Brass's theme, very cool, dramatic, and Springman's theme. It sounds very similar to the main title theme, but different enough that it suits a good fight. With what little content there is in ARMS, or at least what little caught my attention, there's not a whole lot to talk about on ARMS itself. So, that leaves me with Old Reliable, the game I kept talking about throughout the episode besides Splatoon, Super Smash Brothers. Now is the part of the ARMS episode where I don't really talk about ARMS that much, and I talk about my personal predictions for which ARMS character might get to be in Fighter Pass 2. Boy, I hope this episode releases before some kind of leak or something. So, the characters in ARMS 
Spring Man, Ribbon Girl, Ninjara, Master Mummy, Min Min, Mechanica, Twintel, Bark and Bite, Kid Cobra, Helix, Max Brass, Lola Pop, Misango, Springtron, and Dr. Coil. One of these characters just might be our new fighter. What's interesting is that no matter what happens, we're going to break some traditions with this ARMS character. Either this will be the first time a series is introduced with a character who is not the main character, or this will be the first time that a assist trophy will be playable and an assist trophy, or it will be the first instance of a spirit appearing later on as a playable character. The assist trophy angle is unprecedented, while Little Mac, Isabel, Dark Samus, they have experience being assist trophies. It was never in the same game that they were playable. So, all those Waluigi fans out there, they're going to get their hopes up if it's Springman. If it's someone with a spirit who is not an assist trophy, like Ninjara, Ribbon Girl, or Min Min, then that could bring, like, uh, Gino back into the limelight because he has a spirit and he's long been requested. Really interesting to imagine. The thing about the way they revealed this is that there's no real telling who it could be. If if it was just Springman, I feel like they would have told us Springman or Ribbon Girl. But they didn't tell us. They just left it as a mystery box. Who could it be? Which of these arms characters? So they're building up a surprise. And it'd be really lame if it was just Occam's Razor and they went with Springman or Ribbon Girl after all. So, let's see. Springman isn't a bad choice, but I think he'd be kind of a boring one. I do think it would be interesting, though, if they made Springman playable. They patched the Springman Assist Trophy to actually be Springtron instead. I don't know how that might work with certain spirit battles, but it'd be interesting to see. And I feel similarly about Ribbon Girl. She's just... I, I, I don't know. Main characters in games like this usually kind of bore me because they're just standard and stuff. I think the last time I liked a main character in a game with a wide roster was when I liked playing as Link in Hyrule Warriors. Just... Not a whole lot of attachment to Springman and Ribbon Girl. I don't have a lot of attachment to most of these characters, granted. I do think they're cool, but I, I, I don't know. I'm just not not really feeling Springman and Ribbon Girl. I do think Springman probably has a bit of a higher chance than Ribbon Girl, but who knows. Ninjara would be pretty cool. We already have a ninja-type fighter in both Sheik and Greninja, but with the extendability of arms that just opens up a whole new array of possibilities and a combo platter of powers no matter who the character is they're going to be very unique just on the basis of having these extendable arms so it doesn't matter too much what their gimmick is outside of having the arms so if we had a third ninja character it'd still be very unique due to having the arms and Let's see, I believe Springman, Ribbon Girl, Ninjara, Min Min, and Twintel are the only ones to have spirits in the game. So, 
if it's Ninjara, then he'd be one of the ones to break the rules of having a spirit and also being a fighter. So that would also go for Springman, Ribbon Girl, Min Min, and Twintel. Uh, Master Mummy would be interesting having another big character. And as far as I know, Master Mummy isn't one of the more remembered characters of the game. One of his gimmicks in ARMS, I think, is that he can sort of heal himself as he blocks. That would be an interesting gimmick to recreate completely divorced from the gimmick of having stretchy arms, so Master Mummy would just be a unique guy all around. Min Min, I believe, is the fan-favorite fighter. She won a popularity poll. I saw that one official art where she had a victory belt and all the other characters were cheering for her or something. She is one of the ones who did get a spirit in the first place in Ultimate, so she's decently popular. I'd actually root for her to be the character. I'm basic like that. Mechanica would be kind of neat because she'd have a similar gimmick as Bowser Jr. where her machine does all the dirty work on top of, again, the arms. I feel like it would probably just be a little too overcomplicated, though. I don't really know how much work it would be, though. I think it'd probably just be better to leave it to a character who actually has the arms ability. Twintel, uh... <laughs> I know some people who'd really be interested in having her as the character. Uh, it'd be neat having her fight with her hair. But, uh, I don't know. Kind of like with Mechanica, I feel like it would be a character who actually uses their arms. So... Probably not her. Bark and Bite would be interesting. They're the robot cop and the robot dog. And Bite kind of uh, is supplemented by Bark, I think. I don't quite remember what their situation is. I know they can combine together. That would be really crazy to have that as a gimmick. It'd be Rosalina and Luma or maybe even Ice Climbers, to the next level. Might be a bit too much going on, but again, I don't really know. Kid Cobra. I don't really know much about Kid Cobra, but I think it would be interesting to have him too. Like I'm kind of going for some of the safer-sounding characters among my prediction list. Uh, Helix. He's not just stretchy in the arms, but he's stretchy... Like, in his torso, too. I can see them having kind of a stance system with that, where you can adjust how tall Helix is, and he'll have certain advantages and disadvantages based off that. So that might be pretty neat. He'd probably have the most fun alternate colors. Then we get into the characters who were added after the game launched. Max Brass. He's kind of the boss of the arms world. He's the commissioner and the reigning champion of the sport. So he'd be a pretty good character to have for it. Uh, Lola Pop, clown lady. I don't think anyone would be as happy about that as I would be. So probably not going to be her. Though her inflatable gimmick might be kind of neat for being similar to uh, K. Rule's belly counter, where 
she can just kind of tank a hit and bounce people away with it. I can see that being kind of neat. I don't know who Misango is. I I, I kind of missed him when he was announced. I didn't. I saw the announcements for Max Brass and Lollipop, but this guy just flew under the radar. I didn't even see him for the first time until I played the game. I, I didn't see Springtron either, but one look at him tells you all you really need to know. Misango, uh, I don't know. I don't think anyone even talks about him. It's usually the base game characters. Uh, Springtron, uh, be kind of weird to use him and not Springman, but also be a little funny, too. I kind of see what I said before about Springtron being patched in as the assist trophy, or maybe it could even be more specific where he's only the assist trophy if Springman is already fighting. I don't know how that would work exactly. I do know they have some assist trophies programmed to not appear on certain stages, kind of like how Alucard can't appear in stages that would have reflections. Pretty cheeky. Dr. Coyle would be interesting, because she's the de facto villain of arms. She's not really a horrible, evil villain, but she does a lot of morally questionable things in the name of being the most powerful arms fighter. But having the series represented, at least in terms of playable characters, by only the villain would be... A new direction to take, I wouldn't really be too upset about it. Well, actually, I, I kind of would. I'd, I'd still prefer Max Brass or Min Min or maybe even Kid Cobra. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably prefer those three of the bunch and uh, Helix. Helix also, so four. I don't really have a good reason for wanting Kid Cobra, though. I just... Just kind of for the audacity of it, but I'm so detached from most of these arms characters that a lot of them would be audacity to me, so what do I really know? So yeah, not really sure about the arms character it would be. I should probably know the characters a bit better first. I'm personally rooting for Min Min, followed by Max Brass and Helix, then... uh. Kid Cobra, and from there, it could be anyone. So I did watch a video by Rogers Bass, who I only really know from guest appearances on Game Explain. It seems reputable enough. I watched him kind of go through the rankings of the ARMS characters, and he brought up some interesting points that I knew would kind of give me more to think about, and... I don't want to give away his entire video, but we do have similar feelings for Min Min being very likely. Same for Max Brass, though, to a lesser degree. It did bring up an interesting point about developers liking a character, namely with Ninjara and Twintel. The developers really liked those two characters, and both of them have spirits. So there's a little bit more of a wink and a nudge toward them. Watch me be wrong about everything and the character is headlock or something. But no matter who the arms character will be, 
I have a strong feeling that all or most of them will make some form of appearance in the ARMS stage, because cause the DLC stages really like to show off extra characters where they all have cameos in the background, like in Mementos, all the Phantom Thieves are there, and then all the different characters in the King of Fighters stage, and Garrig Mach, and Spiral Mountain... One idea that I've seen mentioned, by the way, and Roger even talked about it, is that they'll go for a Bowser Jr. or Hero situation where you switch between different costumes and a different ARMS character is playable, which is a little bit of a disservice to how unique each ARMS character is, but at the same time, I can see it as also simplifying it and keeping the ARMS as the most unique gimmick and now, I am done talking about ARMS. Thank you for listening to this episode, it means a lot to me. If you want to keep up to date with the podcast, then just follow the BitCast on Twitter. I will see you on the next one. Listen to BitCast anytime on PodcastOne.com and on the Podcast One app.